0: Welcome back to the Art of Charm podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. And we are currently self-quarantining in California. It's uh, a little odd to be doing our first virtual toolbox episode. I know, Johnny, you're basically about three blocks away from me, but we've been trying to stay away from each other.
1: Well, that is true. I'm probably the most social distancing you and I have ever been in for the last 15 years. However... I think both of us are taking on so many new roles in our company as we switch our focus to things that we can control. And with that has been a lot of learning. But for me, at least on my end, it's been a lot of fun. I'm going live every day. I'm working with some new tech and I'm trying to do some things that I've always wanted to have the opportunity to do, but that the company just I didn't have the time allotted. Well, now I have plenty of it and I'm making it the most of it.
0: Where are you going live, Johnny, for our listeners to find you?
1: I am on Periscope, which goes rolled into Twitter. So that is the Art of Charm Twitter. You can also find us on the Art of Charm YouTube and the challenge, which is free on Facebook, theartofcharm.com slash challenge. I'm trying to do 830 every morning. PST, that's Pacific time for
0: y'all. Coffee with Johnny.
1: Yeah. And... Now, I haven't figured out my weekend schedule, and maybe I might take the weekend off to recharge, but Monday through Friday, as of right now, 830, you can find me on those channels.
0: Yeah, and we're bringing some guests on. I'll be joining you. We're going to be having some fun there. So look for that. Look for us going live to give you a little, some fun stuff to watch. For some of you, it'll be morning. For some of you, it may be afternoon or evening, but we're definitely having fun on live. We obviously wish everyone is safe and sound during this crisis, all of our listeners all over the world. It feels like not only are we in different time zones, but we are on different trajectories of, unfortunately, this virus. So staying safe, socially isolating has been numero uno here for us in the state of California to flatten that curve.
1: What it is really difficult for this is none of us can see the damage that's taking place right now, because, of course, you were mentioning that trajectory, and it's different for all of us, but it's a blank window of about 10 to 14 days. So that makes all of this incredibly difficult. And we're still at a place where we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. New York, they're certainly in the midst of the shoe falling. We are still waiting over here, as a, at least to me, from what I can gather. But it's that's what makes this so difficult for everybody because we all know that there's damage that's been done. We don't know how much and we don't know when it's coming. We have a window of when we know it should be falling, but even that is murky.
0: Let's be honest. This is the first time in all of our lives through quarantine that we really have more time than ever to dedicate to self development, working on our skills, working on our habits, educating ourselves, Of course, there's a lot of great content out there to consume, but we have a moment to develop ourselves to the fullest. And I know Johnny, you've been doing some things in quarantine to keep that development going.
1: Well, certainly I've been trying to keep a normal routine as much as possible. So I'm waking up roughly the same uh, time within that hour frame. And then I work out, I put on uh, my morning entertainment which will be maybe some Gary V, maybe some Scott Adams, and that gives me some company while I do my body weight exercises. You have been able to drop me off a few uh, essentials. Kettlebells. So I've been at it with that. But that allows me to get the my blood pumping, the oxygen moving through me. I'm I get a little bit of a taste of what's going on. Gary V kind of fires me up to hit it hard and my the rest of my day after that is scheduled pretty much the same create content read do some research then after that goes my coaching calls and we talked about this last, last week, week with week Kevin Cruz with Kevin Cruz the 3 Cs and how that changed my life well that has not changed with this quarantine in fact it has helped me keep Busy, occupied, and productive while this quarantine has been going on?
0: I'll be honest. It has definitely been a bit of a bumpy ride for me. And certainly sticking with those habits that I have been working on, the morning routine and evening routine, has been a little difficult. I know that the news has been bleak. I was scheduled to get married to my fiancé in Italy in late May So we kind of caught wind of what was going on with the virus, I think a, a little bit sooner than most of our friends and family. And we were tracking it quite closely. And of course, after making the tough decision to postpone the wedding, it definitely put us in a bit of a personal tailspin emotionally. Of course, it was incredibly frustrating, all of the planning that went into it and the excitement around the date and feeling like we had to put our lives on pause. And now that we've seen... Just everyone else being impacted by this. And the news has certainly not been very positive lately. So for me, I have been certainly struggling with some of my morning routine, which is limiting my negative news intake, making sure to get up at the same time. And I've had a lot of our listeners reach out around working from home. We're all in a new environment now. Many of us have never worked from home before. And I'm in a situation where I'm now working from home with my fiance and it has been certainly an adjustment to our schedules and routines and we're working through them. But what I do want to point out and really what we're going to be diving into in this episode is just because we are isolating ourselves physically doesn't mean that we can't be working on our social skills and connecting with the people in our life that matter or even the people that we want to have in our lives. And that has been really remarkable. If you think about what is going on right now, we really only have digital communication to rely on. If you're a fan of the show, you've listened to us for years now, you know how much we rail on social media and and digital communication as the antithesis of what we're trying to teach here around socialization and connecting with one another.
1: Without a doubt, for me, you know, anytime that I'm frustrated, of course, the gratitude and appreciation for everything that we have going on and for everybody. If this happened 30 years ago, we wouldn't have all the entertainment and technology and opportunities that we have in front of us quarantined. But aside of all that, AJ, I just want to mention that, you know, not a day goes by where if I get into a mood where I think that, uh, you know, at least I, I didn't have my wedding and my, a lot of life's, Big choices have been put on hold for you. and I it definitely puts things in perspective that I have it a lot easier than a lot
0: of people, even even yourself you know, in the beginning, it was incredibly focused on my own personal impact. And and now as this crisis has grown, I'm thinking about everyone who are on the front lines medically. I know we have a lot of doctors and nurses and health professionals in our audience. and, And as alumni, I'm concerned about them and the situation that they're dealing with. And let's be honest, just how we're all struggling to face this new reality There are great days where we feel really connected to each other. And then there are certainly lonely days where we are dealing with this isolation. And as it's dragged on here for weeks for us in California and the thought of it being months, it can be a little intimidating. So our goal with today's episode is to really give you a sense for how we've stayed connected and worked on growing ourselves and our network during this crisis.
1: And to add to that, Another point of, and you brought this up, and I just want to reiterate and put in perspective, not everyone's lives are on hold. There's the first responders, but there's also the people with the checkouts, the, the people who are stocking the shelves, the people who are driving all of those supplies to all those stores. That thin line in society does not break. It's bent. We are definitely bending it but that cannot break. And we owe it to the real heroes in this time of crisis who have essential functioning societal jobs.
0: Absolutely. My cousin actually reached out to me over the weekend and he is a UPS driver. He was telling me just how desperate the situation is. They don't have masks or gloves or hand sanitizer for the delivery guys. And they're expected to carry all of our stuff that we rely on our amazon packages our freight right up to our door while we are isolated and and they're walking in to the unknown each and every day so we are thinking about you much like the truck drivers who also listen to the show and in today's episode we just want to give you a framework for self-development while you're self-isolating and admittedly that's something that we didn't see coming and on of course a show around socialization the thought of being socially isolated can be intimidating. But at this time, we want to make sure everyone's safe at home and using the digital tools available to stay connected. And the good news is, even if you're stuck at home, you can work on yourselves. I think of so many of us who have long commutes into work, that we rely on podcasts to get through or read books or read the news, and now we got that time back. So let's make effective use of that time. So what we're going to cover today is how to stay social when going out to meet new people is not an option, how to stay productive and energized when you're working from home, which Johnny and I have a fair amount of experience in. And then lastly, how you can supercharge your self-development by targeting the right areas while we are all in quarantine. Now, during this crisis, we're not only here to help you, but we actually want to make sure we all come out of this stronger than before. We take this time in isolation to make the most of it. So here's what we want to offer to you. In this episode, we're not going to talk about meager compromises so that you don't go completely gaga at home. We actually want to talk about some areas where you can excel exactly because you're stuck at home. And we've talked about this on previous Toolbox episodes when we really unpacked your network, your social circle, and your ties. And really... If you think about it, most of us on a day-to-day basis in a non-crisis situation, well, we're really only in communication with a handful of people. Even the most extroverted and social people struggle to stay fully connected to that extended network, that fringe of your network. And here's the thing, you might have 30, 50, hundreds of people in your network But on a daily, weekly basis, we just don't have the time in our normal lives to stay connected to everyone. And when you graph it out in terms of how often you connect with each one, you're looking at realistically a bell curve. So you're going to have a small group of your inner circle that you communicate with the most. And then as we go out in our network, well, we might talk to each other once a week, once a month, maybe even once a year, because of course, life gets in the way. And There are certainly more opportunities for connection with the people that you physically are in the presence of and see on a day-to-day basis, your friends, your coworkers, uh, the people in your classes, your dance class, your improv class, your gym class. We're missing all of those people right now. We're used to being in physical proximity and being in communication with them. But here's the thing. If you open up your phone and you look at all the people you've been texting with, You take three or four scrolls, you might find, man, I haven't touched base with these people in in months. They're in your network, but we don't always in normal times stay in touch as much as we would like to make the most of our social network in this environment. Well, it's never been a better time to literally use your phone for what Alexander Graham Bell invented it for, to have a conversation with people not just text checking in, but to physically call them. We've talked about this
1: so much of how the comments or the clicking like, or sharing your friend's article is just not the same as hearing their voice, hearing their tonality and connecting on a deeper level. And you, you not only owe it to yourself to make that call, to connect with somebody, but you owe it to them. Because one thing that everyone is dealing with is they are inundated with a lot of bad news. They're inundated with a lot of uncertainty. And the only thing that is going to help alleviate both of those is connection, that you're not in this alone, that we're in this as with you as well. And we're going to go through this Together, And that empathy can only be matched through tonality, through talking, hearing that warm voice. And we even get to see it. You know, I'm looking at AJ right now as we're doing this. Granted, I'm not able to read the micro expressions that goes along with that. But this is about as good as we're going to get. And it helps. It helps me and there's been days where i haven't spoken to aj i've been doing my own thing he's got a lot going on with holding his end of everything down and i know that the few times that we have talked that we did some stuff online together it allowed me to feel good it allowed me to feel productive it allowed me to think think of well it's just business as usual just we just switched where we're doing that business at and That took care of a lot of uncertainty because regardless of the larger circumstances that is unclear, what we're doing hasn't changed. It only shifted to certain platforms.
0: And let's be honest, right now in this situation, our survival instincts have kicked into overdrive. We've had to worry about more than we've ever had to worry about and more uncertainty than we've ever faced. And in those moments, we often forget To reach out to others. We forget about others' plight and what they are facing. So now is the best opportunity to start reaching out to those loose connections on your fringe that you haven't talked to or heard from in months, if not years. And listen, it is easy in this environment now to isolate yourself, to throw yourself into video games, to throw yourself into some distracting entertainment it's a lot harder to pick up the phone. But as Johnny was saying, and what I've experienced in all of my phone conversations is we all have this trepidation. We all have this uncertainty. And just hearing that other people around you are feeling the same way creates a sense of relief that I'm not facing this alone. And we don't want this dark time to isolate us to a point that it impacts not only our mental health, but our physical health. And staying connected has never been easier. We now have all of these platforms. You can video chat through pretty much every social media platform available. And all of our devices have these cameras. So let's start using them. Make a list of all of your friends and acquaintances and each day text five and phone one of them. And if you text them and you don't get a hold of them, Schedule it. Say, hey, I would love to touch base with you. How does tomorrow at 6 p.m. your time look? How's Saturday morning looking for you? Because there's no reason that we should not be relying on the technology to keep us connected in this time.
1: One of the great things, and we were talking about social media, and yes, we certainly beat it up. We use it as a straw man. We kick its ass all day long on this podcast. However... When you use it for the tool that it was created and the fun that it it can be, you don't feel so alone. And for myself, in the last two weeks, I have spoken and have met more people through social media than I have in, in months only because that's where everybody is and everybody has been that much more resourceful and interested and have the time to reach out and chat. I have made friends with people in Italy just so I could get a down on the street level idea of what's happening out there because I don't trust any of the news sources. And so I've actually have friends now who send me an update in the morning that we hop on a call who live in Lombardy. It's been so much fun to have that opportunity and to have so many people opened up to want to create these connections. And those people who I've talked to, they have written me already telling me, hey, I've just listened to your show. I've never listened to it before. Or I, one of the great things about this is meeting you. Like, How great does that allow me to feel to be able to have that opportunity and to do that for people? And what they know is, you may be thinking out about me, but that's the way I feel about you and our connection. And I'm so excited because when this is over, the list of people that I have to have beers with all over, all over the world say, so AJ, we're going to have some trouble because I might be MIA for a few months as probably everybody, but I got a lot of people to visit and a lot of beers to be had and a lot of singing and cheersing and dancing to go along with
0: it. Absolutely. Could not agree more. So looking at our current network, the people we know, the loose ties, the acquaintances that we've met at a conference years ago, but haven't heard from, They are all right now more receptive than ever to communication, to you reaching out. And listen, many of us only reach out when we need something. Or they reach out when they've heard that we had some big success. So they're trying to check in with us or some opportunities opened up. Or they reach out if they see something negative socially or they hear that we're struggling. But no one, it feels like, reaches out just because This is the best time ever to reach out just because, to hear each other's voice, to see each other on video, and to let everyone in your life know that you're okay and they're going to be okay. And we can work together to get through this. Now, certainly when we think about, but AJ, Johnny, my network is small. And I was so excited. I heard this from multiple people. 2020 was going to be my year. The podcast (laughs) fired me up. I made all these plans to go to conferences, to network, to meet people. I got this laundry list of things I want to do, and I can't do them. I can't go to this event. I can't meet people in person. How am I supposed to connect with all of these strangers while I am socially isolated? And Johnny made a great point. Now is just as good a time to meet strangers as it is to rekindle those old connections.
1: I have to admit, I am one of those people, if you text me and you're like, hey, can you jump on a call? My first question is, why? What's up? What do you need, right? <laughs> We've all gotten into that sort of place. However, that has not come up once from me or anyone else that I have talked to. Everyone understands the situation where no one is unique here. This is a global problem. And wow, what a equalizer and what a empathizer, right? Like something that, you know, from, from anyone, the fear and the uncertainty that they are going through, no matter where they are. This is the one thing about globalization and having a one world that is connected where what we're feeling is across the globe.
0: And let's take a minute to appreciate Those first responders, those people on the front lines in our life, taking a minute when you are getting those supplies, when the UPS guy is at your door, when you're getting that delivery, to thank them, to appreciate them for keeping those needs that we have for survival available to us. They're walking into the unknown. A lot of them are unprepared for this event. This is a world changer. And many of us, We see the UPS guy, we see the FedEx guy, we see the grocery bagger, and we don't pay any attention to them. We got our AirPods in. Maybe we're even listening to this podcast and we're thinking about where we need to be. What's the next thing? Life has slowed down for us. Now is a time and an opportunity for us to appreciate those people who provide these amazing services to us and reaching out to any medical professionals in your life and offering them a chance to just talk, to vent, to offer them a place to stay or a meal because their lives have been turned upside down.
1: To go along with that, and this is obviously for what we do, we follow the psychology of socialization and everything that is wrapped up in all the components of that. One of the things that I've been going live about every day is the social phenomena that have been coming to the surface that we may not be thinking about that affect all of us. And that's been incredibly interesting to me during this time. And one of those social phenomena that we haven't touched on yet, but I want to just put on the table so that everyone knows that everyone's dealing with this as well. When it comes to the uncertainty of what's going on, as a human being, to quench that, you want information. And there's only so much information that that you can take in that is relevant to your situation. And we're not getting enough. So we keep digging, we keep digging. And then when we keep digging, we start finding some weird stuff, right? We start getting into conspiracy theories and all these other, and you, there's about as many conspiracy theories out there about what's going on as stars in the sky. So, which, (laughs) and, and I think I mentioned this the other day, you might be lured in, we'll call it a lead magnet for some conspiracy theory where That sounds plausible, so you scratch that, and before you know it, you're so far in that by the time you realize that you're trapped in a conspiracy theory, you're so far in that all of your other thoughts sort of get jumbled up and and cloudy. So by reaching out, you can also help somebody reset to what reality is where, where we are, because without that, it's difficult. To it's well, I would say it's easy to lose yourself in that. And for myself, you know, I'm here on Hollywood Boulevard in my apartment. I, I live alone. I got a cactus, right? I got a cactus gets water. His name's Malcolm. <laughs> but that is it. And there has been times where I had to think, okay, did I just catch myself falling into a weird train of thought that is not only not going to help me, that's going to wind me up more. And with that, to climb out of that and, and refocus myself on being productive rather than driving myself crazy. Because this isolation, I'm now, we're, you and I, AJ, This we started closing ourselves off a little over two weeks ago, and we still have a few weeks to go. So this is not like, hopefully let's, let's all hope for the best, but this is not something that you just clock out for the week and return back to work on your vacation. This is the, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint.
0: Well, I think a lot of us being overwhelmed with a major to-do list and all these big goals and all these big hopes and dreams would have killed for the opportunity to spend a couple weeks just working on ourselves to just be able to focus on these things yeah and of course we would love to make the most of this opportunity but there are a lot of concerns uncertainties and lack of information that are leading us to feel anxious to feel nervous concerned and fearful and that is why human connection interacting with people socializing from afar through all the tools that we talked about is so important. And there's something else here that I think people are not realizing. This is an opportunity to connect with strangers Mm -hmm. more than ever Ever. before. LinkedIn is lit right now. It is (laughs) popping. I have more network connections reaching out to me every single day that I actually have time to get to and actually have time to communicate with than ever before. And we all can use this time to reach out to the people that inspire us, the people who are working in industries that we thought, oh, maybe I want to scratch that itch. Maybe that's where I want to move my career. We can start fostering these connections now and actually get responses and actually hear from people that may have been too busy to respond to that request for a cup of coffee or respond for that few minutes to spend time together. So how do we do this? We need to look at our network, look at our career goals. I know there's a lot of uncertainty around jobs and careers right now, but there's also opportunity if we tune into it and we say, hey, the people in the past that I thought, well, They don't know me. They don't have time for me. Guess what? They now have ample time and they are craving connection. They are craving conversation. They're going just as stir crazy. And you'd be amazed at how many people are down to hop on a 10 minute zoom cup of coffee call and chat with you and give you the inside scoop on their industry, give you the inside scoop on what they're seeing and what drove them to make that career choice.
1: Now, what gets in the way? Of anyone reaching out or doing any of these things that they've been wanting to do for so long, and now they find the time to do it, and yet they haven't. That means they're scared. And the reason they're scared is because of what consequences, the, the worst of the consequences that could fill some backlash. So let me take that off the table for you. You can use AJ and Johnny from The Art of Charm as your crutch right? They're now the excuse where you can blame everything on us and say, I'm doing this thing because the art of charm told me to, and I'm, and I'm trying to better myself. So I'm using their plan. I hope you don't mind. Use AJ and Johnny, use the art of charm. Just put it up there and go, Hey, I'm reaching out. The art of charm told me to do this. AJ and Johnny, just go ahead. Use, use us as an excuse. We, that way you don't have to take any of the consequences. Hey, and then guess what? Let's just, have, let's just say the worst case scenario does happen. Well, then you can call me on our day show and you can yell at me.
0: <laughs> yeah, hop on Johnny's Live and send him screenshots of all the people telling you to buzz off. Yeah, <laughs> But at most, rejection right now or our fear of rejection should be at its lowest because the worst that could happen is your message gets ignored. There's no fallout from a trying to reach out to people that you are inspired by. And if it's a guest of our podcast, hit them up on LinkedIn. Yeah. Tell them you found us, you found them on our show and something they said resonated with you. I can tell you that the most effective reach outs are the ones that start out with a clear statement of intent. Yes. I'm reaching out because I had this question or I had a thought or just wanted to compliment you. Then you follow it up with, what it is about that person that you really enjoyed, give them that appreciation and then make a simple, clear ask. Don't make it vague. Don't say, Can I get an hour and a half Zoom call with you? <laughs> make it simple, simple for the person to say, Yes, I can do that and offer options. And you would be surprised how many people will take you up on this right now. And, you know, Johnny was laughing. Earlier, we were talking about some of our lives and what we're trying to accomplish. And of course, we're checking out Gary Vee. And Gary Vee is hopping on Zooms with complete strangers, with complete strangers. and answering
1: questions. I right love there. it. It's great.
0: He's never been more accessible. So we are all more accessible than ever. The influencers, the content creators, the entrepreneurs, the successful people that you've always wished you could be in a room with, you've always wished you could get a little bit of their time. They're right there. They have that time. And this is a unique opportunity if we can make it that. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
1: What an opportunity to learn all those skills and then hop on a Zoom call and use them with some of these content creators and guests that you've always wanted to have that opportunity to get the most from that 10-minute cup of coffee from. So that if that's not a do-it, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah, there's never been lower stakes to be social, to interact with people, to communicate with people. Now... We also want to touch on the other thing that's on everyone's mind right now, which is how the hell can I be productive working from home? Yeah. For many of us, this is a complete change to our daily routine, to our work-life balance, and really to our sanity. And I have to hand it to one of our show sponsors fully. Their desk and this little workstation that I've set up has totally transformed my work from home experience a desk that actually stands and lowers as I see fit and an incredibly comfortable chair have made me light years more productive in this work-from-home environment. Now, why am I saying that? Because it all starts with your workspace. It is so important that you create a place for you to work wherever you are. And if you're in a small New York City apartment, that still means a desk, not your bed, not your couch, but actually a place for you to lay out and be fully functional and productive. Many of us right now are falling into this trap where we haven't really defined where we're working. So our mind is constantly racing and we get a little bit of work done on the couch, a little bit of work done in the kitchen, a little bit of work done on the balcony. You need a workspace, a dedicated place that you plug in and work every single day your brain is wired to look for that environmental response to turn on that productivity and turn on that focus.
1: Even before any of this happened, I am, AJ's lived with me before. He knows how I am about my my own room and how I need things to be clean before I can get to work. And I'm very anal about making the first thing that I do in the morning, which is making my bed. If that bed is not made the rest of my routine, my, my morning can fall apart. And so for me, it starts there. Now that start can be different for everybody. And there's plenty of people that don't like to make their bed in the morning. AJ be one of them. (laughs) I do now. I do now. Okay. I've changed it up. Thanks for your advice. Yeah. It's any You need routine. And you have to stick to it and it needs to be simple. And it starts with that, that one first thing. And we have to look at it as, and we have to look at these things, these routines in micro steps. If you just make your bed, you will find that after a few days of doing that consistently, you'll start looking for the next thing. Perhaps I'll clean up the floor. Perhaps I'll put my clothes in the laundry. Once you start, it, you will just continue to add to the routine. Those micro steps are, are the little things that allow you to feel good and that you're capable, and so you will naturally want to add on to those. So for myself, not only is this desk area got to be put together, my bed's got to be made, my f- floor's got to be has been swept, the clothes have to be put away, and so. I live, I would not say that I'm a neat freak, but I can be obsessive about things just being in their right places. Once that is done, there's nothing left for me to do, but start jamming out. So little by little, you will find yourself inching your way to being more productive each day. What is not going to happen is you going from zero, not working at home to all of a sudden being forced to work at home and then making that happen. And don't beat yourself up because you haven't been able to do that. It is difficult. It is a new environment. Your whole life has basically been upended. So we need to start small. And micro steps are the way to do it.
0: It's not laying in bed buzzing through emails for a few hours in the morning and then trying to move to the couch and then trying to move around. But having a dedicated workspace has completely changed my productivity level. And for those of you who are now forced to work from home with a spouse, a significant other, a roommate, it's even more important because that signals to the other person, oh, AJ is working. AJ is at his desk. This is his workplace. That is incredibly more difficult if you're constantly changing where you're working from. One day it's the couch, the next day it's the kitchen. It can be very confusing for the people that you're living with to know, oh, AJ's trying to be productive versus, oh, AJ's taking a break from work. So keeping that in mind, keeping that environment where you try to get your work done and being productive, the same, and keeping it routinely normal every single day is going to increase your productivity hands down. Now, Johnny brought up a really good point And that is, we have to stick to a routine. Your brain is wired to respond to certain cues. And if for the last 10 years, you've been getting up, getting a cup of coffee in, throwing some clothes on and getting in your car and going to work, you've wired your brain to respond to that stimulus as, okay, I am in work mode. And now all of a sudden, you've changed your brain stimulus around work. And if you think that you can Just be lackadaisical with your routine because now you're working from home. You can sleep in a little bit. You can skip the gym or you can skip that cup of coffee because you're just going to make yourself a giant breakfast. You're going to find that that lack of routine leads to you being less productive and ultimately less fulfilled with your workday. And we've had now been working remote as a team for, I would say, the last six or seven years. Uh, when we started the company, you know, 13 years ago, we were all jamming out pretty much in the living room in a New York city apartment, yes, but the team is spread around the world and everyone is expected to be productive. And what we found, the lessons that we've learned from our team is that sticking to that routine has helped each and every person on our team stay productive while working from home. And my routine and I, as I admitted to start the show, I've struggled with it at times because, and now I know the cues. When I see that negative piece of news and I get into worrying AJ mode, thinking about my friends and family who are impacted by this, thinking about the doctors and nurses that I know who are on the front lines and dealing with this, it has. Bum me out. It has made me really nervous and concerned and, and taken me down some dark paths of worry that I don't normally encounter uh, when we're obviously not in this situation. So those have been the days where I'm just scrolling through the news and all of a sudden my morning routine goes to crap and now my mood is down. Amy can notice it and all of a sudden I don't have a productive day. And then what ends up happening? I work later than I normally do. I stay wired. I have difficulty getting to sleep, and then the cycle starts all over again. So for me, breaking the cycle has been trying to remove the negative stimulus first thing in the morning. And we talked about this with a recent guest, Will, all around meditation and how impactful that first moment that you wake up and your brain comes to and turns fully on and is engaged and ready to be present and conscious that is a very influential moment in your day. And if you are feeding it the news, if you are feeding it Twitter, if you are feeding it all of the chaos that's going on around you and the world, you're gonna find that it sets you in a negative mood for the rest of the day. Versus taking that moment to meditate, to exercise, to zone out making breakfast even, is more beneficial than influencing your thoughts in a negative way. Now, from that routine, the next thing is that exercise. I know for myself, I've found that if I push exercise to the afternoon or evening, it's way too easy for me to make excuses to not get it done. If I stick to exercise in the morning, I bang it out. It puts me in a really good mood. It gets the endorphins flowing, and I find I have more productive days.
1: By the end of the day, the longer you wait, the more decision fatigue you have your workout is going to get all the, chemi- all the good chemicals flowing right out of the gate. If you do that when you wake up, it's going to move you into then wanting to be productive because you have all this energy. But if you wait till the end of the day, it makes it too easy for you to go, you know, I just can't do that. I'm not interested in that. I, I, there's no reason for me to do that now. And if when you're tired, your brain's tactical advantage over you because it knows you so well has is now in control and it's going to dictate the worst parts of you are going to dictate what's going to happen this is why for anyone who's tried to quit smoking or has tried to quit snacking you're it's at the end of the day when you started doing these things and I have been a smoker I've ha- well, had been a smoker for most of my life I, that is something that I quit and AJ knows that even, how difficult that was for me that here was somebody who could get up, who could make their bed, who could go run six miles. How is this person still following into smoking at 6 PM after dinner or when they're going out? What made that so easy is because, well, that's when I was wore out. That's when I was tired. That's when I, I was, I was drained to combat those cravings and that habit. And that's where those things take a while. And so whatever you need to do to tire yourself up, to go to bed at a reasonable hour so that you can start the day off fresh and get everything done that you need to do, then you won't be staggered and staying up later and thinking about things and worrying and triggering yourself to want a snack because you're now freaking out because you're now uncomfortable and need uh, to self-soothe.
0: There's another part to my productivity routine that is so crucial. And I, I see this on social. I log into Instagram and I'm seeing story after story about people posting what they're wearing to work from home. Yeah. And 90 plus percent are sweats or the pajamas they went to bed in. And it it may seem really enticing. Wow. I don't have to dress up. I don't have to hop in the shower to let that go. And what I found for myself is if I don't dress like I'm going to work, if I don't shower and get that handled in the morning, it puts me in a different mind state that does not allow me to be productive. And we've talked about this on our team. And I I joke around when we get on Zoom meetings and someone doesn't have their video on, hey, get it together. Just because you're not going into the office doesn't mean that that strong cue that has been mentally built up and conditioned in you to be dressed and ready to work is not influencing you. It is much more difficult to be productive when we are still in our sleeping pajama sweats, gym clothes. So, I make sure as part of my routine that I'm getting out of that, I'm getting into my work clothes, and that sets the tone for the day. Now, taking regular breaks is also important. Not overindulging, but taking scheduled breaks from work allows you to actually be more productive. It's a little different for everyone, but I've found in general that I could get a good, solid work hour in and then I need a little bit of a break. I need to just walk around. I need to move away from my workstation and then come back to it. What I've also noticed in myself is that I tend to make cleaning an escape because cleaning provides control, right? We're feeling a little out of control. We're feeling uncertain right now. So I take a break and all of a sudden I'm folding clothes for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'm doing two loads of laundry, things I wouldn't normally do In the middle of a workday, I'm now doing because my environment's a little chaotic and it's just easier for me to get that sense of control back from cleaning. So, scheduling out your cleaning after you've been productive, not making it a part woven into your day, is going to influence whether or not you will get that work done.
1: So, I don't think there's any miscommunication or any false idea that we're putting out there that we're these 24 hour grinders. However, If you're getting that vibe, I can tell you that AJ and I are not that type. Yes, we like to be productive. Yes, we like to noodle with things and see how we can get better and look for opportunities to grow. All of those things, yes, yes, yes. We check all the boxes. However, we also know that burnout, especially when you work from home, is very easy. And if you're experiencing burnout, then it's very easy for your routines and your productive productivity to fall apart. So on that end, the breaks that AJ was talking about are very important and I will lay it out like this, you know, of all the incredible, amazing high end entrepreneurs and business owners that AJ and I have interviewed and talked to, they also, understand that their staff are not these 24 seven grinders. Now I'm not saying a bad word or anything about them. There are those types, but for most people need that break and their bosses. know. listen, as long as you're productive, as long as you're getting results, most bosses don't care. If AJ and I went into one of our meetings with our guys and we got the desired results that we wanted, we don't care what they were doing in their, in their private time of how they were managing their time. I don't care. <laughs> I just want results. And you can, however you get those, and you hand them to me and I see the numbers and whatever those results seem to be. I'm like, great,
0: you, you do you. Now let's talk about that because this is a unique opportunity that I'm sure many of us haven't even thought about. Before this situation Many of us may have daydreamed about being a digital nomad, working from a beach, working from a co working space, or having the freedom to just plug in and work wherever we want and not have to go to the office, not have to deal with Jane, not have to sit at the water cooler and talk about Game of Thrones. And maybe you're introverted and that's like, oh, that's really inspiring, right? I don't have to be surrounded by all the chitter chatter at work. This is the opportunity to prove it to your boss. This is it that you can be productive, that you can run circles around the team working from home. Because when we pop our head out of this, when this crisis is over and normalcy returns, you are now going to be able to lean on your productivity while you were working from home and say, you know what? I want to work from home on Fridays. I want to make it a longer weekend for me. I want to come into the office three days a week. How do you feel about that? And your boss is going to look at the numbers. He's going to look at the productivity or she's going to look at the productivity and say, you know what? You won it. Yes, it's done. So now is an opportunity to prove it that you are deserving of the opportunity to work from home. You are deserving of the remote work situation, the digital nomad life that you see everyone on Instagram crow about. This is your opportunity to test that out and see if you can cut it. And I will tell you this, This opportunity that we have in front of us has changed the way we work. Yes. We are not going back. Nope. It is up to you to make the most of that opportunity.
1: AJ is absolutely correct. You have this tremendous opportunity to show why you deserve to be working from home and dictate your situation. And... uh, my neighbor and I, we were laughing about all the people who would dream for an opportunity and and, and this is it. Um, but I also want to, to add to that, to be a little resourceful, look at on the internet of all the automations that could help you do your job. So people tend to think that I'm highly active and sit on Twitter all day. And I do go over there a lot because I have a lot of relationships that I've built and I want to show that the Art of Charms Twitter is not some bot that just pops out random tweets and pops out the podcast. However, there is a large part of that that is automated. But then I check it a few times a day and comment on some people's stuff and uh, hit up the people that I have relationships with or on there. And that doesn't take much at all. And you can use all these things to help you be that productive. Once you realize what you need to do and the results you're looking for, especially if it's on social media, all those things can be automated. And all you have to do is check in, give it a human touch, and it's already it's set. It's just doing its job. You're just you're managing the automation. And so there's many different ways of going about it. And obviously I don't, it's difficult for me to break that down for everyone's job, but you should definitely look into that, find out what your coworkers are up to find out with what your friends who are also in that field are doing to be the most productive and to use this technology at their disposal. As AJ is saying our work, our education systems, everything is going to be changed because there is this, we've been running on antiquated systems for so long. And with the economy, as Mr. Trump would tell us all, had been doing the best that it has ever been doing before all this has happened. Now, because of that, those systems that were antiquated never were challenged So there was no reason to replace them or look for them to be any more efficient. But I could tell you, they're all being tested now and they'll all be changing when we get out of here. So if you want to even ingrain yourself more so into the company, have a little bit of some forward thinking, some upstream thinking, if you will, and you will be able to find your path through this. So that when we do come out the other side, you're going to be adapted to the new role that you're going to have.
0: Exactly. It's that difference between playing offense and defense. And right now in this state of panic and doubt and uncertainty, many of us have turned into defensive survival mode players. Yes. And the ones who are offensive are the ones who are going to reap the rewards of the opportunity in front of us. Now the last thing I want to talk about is just valuing the meetings with your colleagues. Yes, I get it. We're on Zoom now, we're not in the same room, so it's get in, get out. I just want to get the information I need, but realize that everyone around us is struggling. Lead from the seat that you're in. Get to the Zoom meeting a little early. Check in on the team members who are there early. Don't get there right on the dot, but come into the meeting a little bit ahead of time and ask your coworkers, ask your colleagues how they're doing, what they're feeling in this moment. We're all going through it, but just taking a little bit of extra effort and empathy and emotional intelligence towards the situation that we're all in, you're gonna find yourself ahead of the curve when we come out of this. And be professional. Just because you're home doesn't mean you're now taking a meeting with a wine glass or a beer, or you're sitting around in your flip-flops and your shorts. I've seen so many people post say, oh, I'm so happy. I'm not wearing pants on my Zoom meetings. That mindset is not the mindset that's going to find those opportunities when we come out the other side. And the last, be the most organized individual in your department, in your company. That is going to be rewarded when we come out of this. If you are organized, if you are the one taking the notes in the meetings, if you're the one following up and following through, you will be rewarded handsomely when this economy bounces back. When everyone else is resting on their laurels, when everyone else is playing defense, when everyone else is being reactive, the ones who are proactive, the ones who are putting in a little bit extra effort and energy are the ones who are going to find themselves succeeding.
1: Work smart, not harder work smarter. It's all here.
0: All right. Time for a shout out. And we got one from a boot camp alumni, right, Johnny? Absolutely.
1: His name is Kai and he writes, hello, Johnny. I hope you're safe and doing well. I just wanted to give you some good news. I have matched into my top choice which was an immediate goal when I joined the AOC boot camp obviously the journey doesn't stop there and I'm going to continue to implement everything I learned at boot camp into my everyday life
0: thank you and the rest of the AOC team and everything that you've done for me that is so awesome and listen when it comes to boot camp when it comes to coaching programs from the art of charm it's all about communication and communication influences your career. It influences the relationships in your life. It also influences your mental health and well-being. And it's so great to hear one of our boot camp alumni crushing it after his program. Congratulations, Kai, on getting accepted. Here's your challenge for the week. Decide on your ideal morning routine. Be
1: ambitious, but don't go crazy. 30 to 60 minutes should be the maximum time that it requires. Then start doing it. Now, there's an important piece, though. At times, you'll fail following through on that routine. That's perfectly normal. It's to be expected. However, here's the crucial part. If you fail, you need to write down why you failed and then find a way to eliminate that failure in the future. Remember, failure is the only way that we can learn.
0: Now, let us know how that went for you. I know a lot of us are struggling right now with working from home, and that morning routine is crucial. We're always excited to hear from you. You can send us your thoughts by going to theartofcharm.com questions, or you can always email us questions at theartofcharm.com and find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Art of Charm. Now, this was a fun toolbox episode for us. Obviously not ideal circumstances. We're all struggling with some self-isolation, but it's important that we keep these routines and productivity tips in mind to get through this and ideally come out the other side a little bit more skilled, a little bit more put together, some great habits in order, and ultimately ready to take on our next challenge. If you're new to the show and you want to learn more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, check out our toolbox episodes. You can find those at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we get into the fundamentals of networking, persuasion, and influence, such as body language, eye contact, as well as some episodes on building and maintaining relationships. I know a few of you have written in asking, what can we do to be more successful when we get out of this crisis? And We put together our best tips and strategies when it comes to communicating, whether that's conversations with strangers, deepening relationships, growing your network, and ultimately becoming a more effective communicator. This is our Communication Accelerator program. You get the best content from us all around the art of conversation, talking to strangers, connecting with people, recognizing emotional bids, and growing your network. Now, last week, we talked about this unique opportunity in front of us, and I firmly believe now is the best time to focus on growing your network digitally. That's right. Hopping on LinkedIn, brushing up that profile and reaching out to people, growing that network while we're all stuck at home is one of the best uses of this time. It is so
1: much fun to read and learn these skills and have an opportunity to practice them with your friends and family right now and already deepen the relationships that you already have. It'll give you a real sense of how these tools work and how well you can use them.
0: And these tools are just as important on your Zoom calls as they are in person. In fact, I would argue communication And your ability to communicate clearly, concisely, and with a compelling message is even more important today when we're not in the same room together, when we are relying solely on digital technology to communicate. To learn more how to advance your communication skills and supercharge your conversations in this self-isolation, check out our Communication Accelerator program at theartofcharm.com accelerator. That's the Art slash accelerator to keep on learning and growing from home. That's right. Also, could you do us and the entire Art of Charm team a big favor? Head on over to iTunes and rate this show. It really would mean the world to us. We appreciate all the positive reviews we've been receiving. And as always, it helps grow the show and allows more people like yourself to find us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends. The Art of Charm podcast is produced by Michael Harold and Eric Montgomery and engineered by Sam Jay and Bradley Denham here in our home studios in sunny Hollywood. I'm AJ. And I'm Johnny. And we'll see you next week. Be safe and enjoy your social isolation. See you next week.